vaccine, 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 vaccine. I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Because once you're dead, then that's a bit too late. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. It seems every time you turn on the TV set, read anything in the news, it's all about uh, we need to hurry up and take our vaccine. You know, the COVID-19 vaccine. And you have celebrities endorsing it, politicians, whatever. They're, they're sitting in front of the cameras, rolling up their sleeves, wearing their face mask, and somebody then wearing a face mask, sometimes even a face shield, will inject you with this new concoction that they run around calling a, a vaccine. Problem is, by any legal definition, did a little checking on this. By any legal definition, these concoctions that they are putting into our arms are not a vaccine in the historic sense of the word. In the past, a vaccine, like for polio or other diseases, gave you an attenuated or, for lack of a better term, dead version of whatever it was to get your body to produce antibodies to have flowing in your immune system to keep you from getting something in the future. That's the theory on the flu shots as well. They try to they try to guess what flu strains are coming down the pike and they create a vaccine over the summer and by the fall people are getting their shots that last about three to four months and they hope they have a 50% chance of not getting the flu. That's pretty much how a traditional flu vaccine works. And the same is true for polio and other diseases. The idea is to teach your body to help your immune system be prepared when the real full-fledged disease comes along. That's the whole idea of the things we call a vaccine. And so we have people that are just lining up. They can't wait to get their vaccine because, see, or whatever it is, the messenger RNA experimental therapy, there are a lot of reasons that I, I'm hesitant about taking this shot. I've read all the various stories, and some are wild-fetched, some are not. We'll probably talk about a few of the more wild-fetched ideas over the next day or two, maybe. But from just a pragmatic point of view, here's what we do know. This idea of a messenger RNA to have your cells, this is an artificial RNA to produce something, there may be some merit down the road. A lot of studies have been done to use this kind of technology in disease treatment or prevention. But up until recently, the results in trials were dismal. So suddenly we now have this new cure-all for COVID. Let's just call it that. I'm, I'm just hesitant to call it a vaccine personally. This cure-all for COVID is now available. And everybody's thinking, if I just get these, you know, series of two shots, 
I think there's one coming out that may just be one, but if I get my two shots, then then hopefully everything will go back to the way it was a year ago or more. Just like it was in December of 2019. Everybody will be back to normal. I hesitate to to think that we're really going back to normal. I don't trust those in our government. And honestly, people are also having some side effects to this kind of uh, experimental concoction. Ben Stein, conservative writer, recently posted a little short video of him on YouTube, and YouTube kept taking it down. I wonder why. Was it something he said? I had the COVID booster, the Moderna, about uh, four or five days ago, and I am still feeling wild side effects from it. Like I had the worst flu in the world, extreme shortness of breath, a dizziness, fatigue, extremely irrational thinking. Uh, it has just been devastating. I'm glad I got it. Sort of glad. I, I don't know. I'm a little bit glad and also not quite so glad. Uh, but it has just got to be told to the people us people, we people, us people, that this booster is a killer. I mean, it's not going to kill you, literally, but it is very, very strong. Beware. I guess the bottom line for me is I'm not too keen on being an experiment for something that really has never gone through extensive, uh, shall we say, trials and testing. Maybe for once, I'll agree with something that even Dr. Fauci talked about you know, the double-blind testing to find out what the long-term effects are of this concoction. I think I'm going to wait until we know more about what this may or may not be and how effective it really is in the long run. And most important, what are the long-term health risks? My guest today, the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales, welcoming him back to the program today. So we talk about this concoction that they're 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 touting as a as a vaccine. In your mind, how do you describe whatever this stuff is? Well, by a definition of a vaccine, as we've all you know been taught, it's supposed to give us an antibody to a virus or a bacterium. Okay. Um, This COVID-19 injection does not contain the COVID-19 virus. It contains a spike protein, Uh a spike protein of genetic material. But it's not the original spike protein material. It's a synthetic spike protein genetic material. Uh All right. And that material is embedded into the cell to make spike protein and then to force the body to make an antibody against this synthetic spike protein. Mm -hmm. So I want you to think of that for a minute, right? There is no literature to date, none, saying that the antibody is specific to the SARS-CoV-2 virus alone. That's right. So not only do we not know if it's specific to the SARS-CoV-2 virus, because it's a synthetic spike protein, mm-hmm. right? Antibody. Mm-hmm. We also don't know how many pieces of our own genetic materials 
are, are related to that synthetic spike protein to which the spike protein antibody can attack. Mm -hmm. In other words, it may attack us. What we, yes, create it will creating. We don't know that it won't creating what we have seen as pathogenic priming and what we would call antibody dependent enhancement right. and autoimmunity issue and death in people. So let me just put it this way. One criteria of vaccination is that it's supposed to give us an antibody against a virus or bacteria. Or a specific item, a specific, yep. like like we did, let's go back mm -hmm. to the 50s, and it took seven years or longer, no, 23 years mm -hmm. to perfect a polio vaccine. Yep. Uh, seven years on the measles, and it took years to get even the concept of a flu vaccine. Now, all right. of these had one thing in common. They were based upon the actual pathogen that was going to be invading our body, sure. whether it be polio, whether it be N1H1, whether it be N5H3 or whatever kind of flu variant that they're guessing. And, and it's always a guess every year. And, and whatever else we've had, measles, it's always been a delineated version of a natural occurring pathogen. Yes. And it's been a dead version or a reduced version, but the body spots it and it develops antibodies to continually in the future fight it off if it ever should come and before it can overwhelm you. Yes. So that's one criteria of a vaccine, right? That it's that's a legal definition. And yes. That, and an antibody against a virus or bacteria, specific one. But that hasn't been proven with this and experts have said that the injection that we are giving does not guarantee listen to this they say it does not guarantee immunity mm -hmm. against the SARS CoV 2 virus. Or your ability to spread it. Yep. And so all right, so number two would be the vaccine is supposed to stop the spread, like you said, of a germ from one person to the next. And that has not been proven, nor can it be proven exactly because we do not have an antibody against the virus we have an antibody against a spike protein that could be to many different things in the body and may not be related to a virus at all mm -hmm. so we have not even shown that we can stop transmission and the experts have said that there is no information yet to but, identify. But uh, okay, let me let me play let me play you know the CNN sure. advocate. I, let me play the CNN you know health correspondent here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, if there is such a real thing, but right. But I'm just saying, paid health. Let 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 let's let's be the paid health spokesperson right. uh, for the va for this uh, gene therapy. That's what it really is. It's yes, not a vaccine exactly. by any stretch Which of the is imagination. What we're saying here, right? And you're, and with all that you've just said, they're mm -hmm. going to point you to the numbers. But, but see, but Doctor Gales, look, look at the how the numbers have been just dropping like a rock since number one Biden took office. It began this little magical downward trend, and as the vaccine keeps getting rolled out, and he fixed the distribution. That's what they'll tell you, and right. more people are getting this jabbed into their arms. Look at the case numbers. They're dropping. And and just think, in just a matter of maybe a, another few, four or five, maybe three or four weeks, maybe five at the outset, the number of deaths is going to almost just disappear off the face of the earth because nobody's going to be infected anymore. So right. it, it had to be, well, may, may, we don't th we're not sure if it really stops the spread or, or keeps you from getting it, but we think 
And notice, I'm going to say this exactly as they do. We believe or we think that it could reduce the symptoms in the unlikely event that you now contract it under the new whatever. Exactly. And so that's the only thing it says it might do, and that is they're even saying that, that it may. Mm -hmm. They're not saying that it will, that it may reduce symptoms. It might prevent. It may not. It may not do anything. Um, But for some reason, it must have done something because the case numbers dropped as the vaccines, or I should say, this shot in the arm became more prevalent. And then on top of that, people, well, less people died. And I've got a theory on that too. So what is your take so far based on what I just shared? Does that sound feasible to you? Absolutely. That is it. The only thing they said it might do is decrease severity of symptoms. You know, the 90% effective that you heard about Pfizer and all that, that Mm -hmm. wasn't effective, meaning you're 90% immune. People think that. No. It means it's going to, it has a 90% chance of reducing to some degree your symptoms, but you're going to get it. Right. <laughs> so you look at that and you go, okay, listen, the ultimately I look at it because there are thousands of practitioners mm-hmm. who have used and we know have been censored, but they've used all sorts of supplements, nutraceuticals, other interventions that have mm-hmm. worked just Absolutely. the same. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so I look at it and it's this way, okay, the injection has not shown that it would reduce deaths at all. That that was that's what a vaccine's supposed to do. That's right. In fact, if anything, it is showing that it is increasing deaths in many populations around the world, and that information is being sheltered, suppressed, censored, and removed from any mainstream media. Right. So and, we don't and, have and a vaccine. And you got to be. And you know, like you and I, look. The hardest thing, and people wonder sometimes. How do, where do you get your information? A lot of reading, studying, and sorting through, and and you have to sift out and say, you know, I, I can't, I can't endorse this or say that, but these have the, shall we say, the highest probability of being correct based upon logic and known science. Hey, even if ninety percent of what people say about this shot in the arm it's not a vaccine this shot in the arm if even if 90 percent of what people have said is false the 10 percent is still enough to keep me away from it well this is what scares me right so we don't have a vaccine what we have is an injection Mm -hmm. in which we have no understanding of what it does when it is injected we do not know that it has materials that can cause well what we do know is it has materials that can cause uh, anaphylaxis mm-hmm. that can permanently enter the brain, yep. kidneys, liver, lungs, uh, male and female reproductive systems, and it can wreak havoc. Now, those, now stop know. right there. There are two mm-hmm. things you just said, and I want I want you to let's amplify this because these are sure. these are the things that in my prayer life, as I think about this stuff, as I try to study and find a reason to say, yes, you should, or no, you shouldn't. There there are several things that come to mind. Number one, we've never had any long-range testing on any of this, none of it. This is all new. Uh, Mm -hmm. We do know, and I have read from reliable sources, that some of the, uh, in the past, the idea of of a messenger RNA type of therapy has, has kind of, you know, dismally failed in animal trials. I mean, we know that. I mean, this is not speculation. This is not 
from some website somebody put up at two o'clock yesterday morning. This mm-hmm. is from this is long term stuff, long before we ever heard of COVID nineteen. Written in journals. Yep, we're talking five years ago, eight years ago, two years ten. ago, ten years. They've been they've been playing with this concept for ages, and they've never. You know, my wife is what they call a guinea pig rescuer if you ever heard of that term <laughs> yeah you know people get them and they don't understand them and then they're they they they're they're a lot of work to, to maintain so after my wife's um first husband passed away she became a guinea pig uh caretaker we have mm-hmm. two left uh a pair she had a lot more than that over the years she would never inject this stuff in those guinea pigs no she doesn't want them to be, quote, a laboratory guinea pig. Sure. You know, here's the problem. We know that from from testimonies from doctors and others. We know that women are having miscarriages. Yes, we they know, are. Yeah, we know that women can't get pregnant. We know people are having long-term neurological problems. Mm-hmm. We know that people are dying. Sperm we counts are people, down. Yep. We know that people are getting cardiac disease, if, lung disease. If, Bill, if, if those like Bill Gates, and, and whether you want to look at, at him as the boogeyman or not, let's say let's call him for what he has said. He has said the world's population needs to be reduced. He Absolutely. has actually said with his own mouth. Even mm-hmm. Google will verify this. Yes, even Google won't try to hide this, that vaccines can be used to depopulate the earth. I mean, he said it. Yes, that, he did. Yes, he did. And the scary part about all this, Bob, is that, you know, none of this information is getting out to the public. Um, It is to a degree, but not like but but not. It's definitely not going to be at CNN. It's not going to be at Fox News or even. It's not. And and even even Newsmax is going to be a little bit gun shy because, you know, they're kind of caught between. Well, Trump gave us the vaccine. We can't really criticize the vaccine. Then we're criticizing Trump. Trump, all Trump did was pave a way for companies to move quicker in developing something because of the panic that Fauci had ensued across our nation. Fauci and Burks ramped up the fear. And with everybody in fear mode and buying up toilet paper and everything else, something had to be done. And all of a sudden, with plenty of billions of dollars of money being dragged in front of their noses, companies like Moderna and, and Pfizer, they, they, they bit and they, they chopped onto, and so is Johnson & Johnson and others. Right. And, you know, the problem here with all of this, okay, is that if you get this, which is not a vaccine, as we've said, mm-hmm. there is no detoxing. It does have nanoparticles in it. Mm-hmm. You can get into that. That's right. The nanoparticles are now, heavy metals, right? Exactly. Um, the, the, and they're gold. There, there's iron. There's there's different metals. And these the, and these are used is. for carrying this D. And this is what they use to wrap this RNA material to protect it and preserve it to get it into the body where it can actually make contact with the cell. Right. And so when people talk about things, which, which like, by the way, it just mm-hmm. I'm. I, I'm I know some a couple of listeners may get mad. I just interrupted you, but I want to want you to think about this. What what do we know about certain metals? We know something that you may have forgotten from back oh almost a year ago in March, April, and May about hydroxychloroquine. What is one of the most important things you need to take along with hydroxychloroquine for it to be effective? 
high concentrations of zinc. Yep. Why? Zinc. Because zinc is one of those certain metals, so to speak, and that's what it is, a metal, yep. that will open up the pathway to a living cell to allow the hydroxychloroquine in to preserve it from being invaded by the coronavirus. That's what yes. it does. Yep. So the same with these nanoparticles. They are the gateway to open up the cell to receive an mRNA uh, yes. messenger to do its dirty deed inside of your cells. Yes, and they call it a gateway. They also call it a vector. A vector is a carrier. And so the vector carries mm -hmm. it into the cell. Uh, absolutely. And so the nanoparticles that are in there, so people get confused with this idea of nanobots. They think, oh, these little robots, how the heck are they getting them in? Now, we're still 10 to 30 years away from some of that even being a reality. But you well, know, it's being worked on. Trust me, it yeah, really is. I mean, it's, it's, they have them. <laughs> it's also the expensive. Is, what can they do? Right. And you know, here's the thing. When they say nanobots about the nanoparticles. What they're talking about is the particles themselves. What I mean by that is they talk about, uh, you, you hear Gates say, we can build a little vaccine-making factory within mm -hmm. you. Exactly. What does he mean by that? We well, inject the messenger RNA. The messenger right. RNA then programs the cell to do a new job. Okay. And the nanoparticles, which they use for heart issues, for unclogging, uh, you know, heart valves, mm -hmm. what it is, is the metal particles. And it's kind of think of like magnets. Remember, you used to play right, with magnets. Right. So when you put a magnetic wave toward those nanoparticles that mm -hmm. are in a person, you assemble them. They can be assembled. Now, if you put two particles together, two pieces of iron, let's say, we put them together, they can't really move, the literature says. But a third allows it to move. Now they've created what they call a nanobot. There's not one type of nanobot. There's like no, tons I've of them. Been reading some you got articles about sophisticated them. stuff, and you got this. And this is like, it looks like a little snake of a few particles together that they can control and move around and they mm -hmm. can assemble and disassemble. That is actually called the nanobot. It's one of many, right? And then there's the idea that we'll have these really sophisticated things in us at some point at that some can point. do all sorts of stuff. Oh yeah, from, so, from be, being able to, I've been reading about that as well. And, and mm -hmm. one, a good example, probably one of the things that may not be a bad thing. So, you know, don't think they're always a bad thing anything can be good or bad depending upon whose right. hands it is in. For example, let's say you have a specific kind of a colon cancer. I was reading the, what the, an article about this. A nano, you know, one of these nanoparticles that goes into motion that can carry a specific targeted uh, mm -hmm. treatment to those cells in the colon you can't get to any other way. Right. Right. Those, and that is the brilliance. That's, that's wonderful. That's a good That's a good thing. See, we always have to watch this, right? Because we look at all this. We say, hey, technology, This look what we can do. We can deal with cancer. We can deal with all. And those are all the good things. But all of it can be used for nefarious purposes, Everything. Too. Anything can. And so you always have to put weigh that in the balance. Does that mean we don't? proceed technologically no but at the same time we do have to be careful about whose hands it is in exactly. and what the agenda the power behind it and there know? i can think of places like china and iran are the kind of hands i don't want this technology in absolutely well 
it's interesting because China, you know, well, well, then why is Fauci and Bill Gates and all them funding the Wuhan lab in China? And why are they doing it in China? Well, and of course, you know, fascist book will say, well, that's that's really fake news. And then they try to explain that it is while it isn't. And then it is they they, they double talk. Yep, they absolutely do. I, I guess in the end, you know, we look at this and we say, OK, aside from all of the technical, the deep dive technical stuff we're talking about. What are we do? What are we to do? Because as you and I said, even today, they came up with this this vaccine passport for this gene therapy. It's mm-hmm. not a vaccine. That's right. I, I see people loving people who are duped and they're running out to get this and they think they're getting a vaccine. I've got really good friends that, that are that are bragging on their, you know, face any social media that they've got. You know, they're, right. they're, they're wearing their little face diaper and they're sitting there with somebody wearing a face diaper and face shield, sticking something in their arm. And it's like, yes, I just had my first of two. I never be like, congratulations, right on. You know, we're wonderful. We're, they're congratulating each other. And, you know, my wife talked to somebody recently and they said they went out and got theirs. They felt like they have the flu real sick, not good right mm-hmm. now, but they're so happy they got it. And she said, well, you know, do you know what was in it and all that? She's no, not at all. We don't know. Do we, did, we did. We just, well, we just went and did it. And, and you're signing paperwork that says you're not going to sue anybody. Number one, that you have mm-hmm. no recourse to sue anybody. Number two. Yeah. And in foreign countries, companies like Pfizer are wanting, uh, you know, pledged assets in case of lawsuits from the governments like oh i don't know your buildings your airports your military bases i mean i'm serious on this they Mm -hmm. they want to have a financial interest in the event somebody in your country sues us we want to take your stuff to pay for it absolutely i look again what are we you know, there in every county, there's like county boards, community boards, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like a board for men, a board for a board for sports, a board for women. Yeah. Well, in our county, there's a board for the women of our county. And my wife sent me a couple screenshots yesterday. Now, now, if I identify as a woman, can I be on that board? <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> but we'll call you Betsy. But here, here's mm-hmm. the thing. You know, on there. These women are talking and they're saying, oh, well, you know, my husband went down to the CBS and got it. He immediately had a heart issue dropped to the floor and they carried him out. We're not sure what it is. And they took him out on stretcher and an ambulance. And then another mm-hmm. woman responded literally and said, well, that's interesting because, you know, two p- people who are ahead in the line of me also had some really bad injuries, so much so that they had to be escorted out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I get up there, I asked them, is that from the vaccine? And they said, well, we can't determine. We don't know. You know we, we don't know. It's just going to happen right after I put it in their arm. But we can't tell that, you know, so these things are happening and people are still running to get this, still lining up and congratulate, cheering one another on. Go. Yes. As it's, it's a right of a pa- of passage. It's an initiation, a cultic initiation right and i can't i look at it and it really just you know floors me that people are going to do this without thinking but that's the level of propaganda we have it is it's very true and you know we're we're approaching a thousand that have probably died that we and once again underreporting is going to be an issue a big issue but here here here's what i'm afraid of and 
This is what gives me pause. You know, last year, the idea of a, quote, true vaccine, you know, based upon true models that have been, you know, shown over time to be effective. Well, now we're finding out this has nothing to do with any of that. I mean, when, when I first heard vaccine, I'm thinking two or three years down the road, which would be typical with a vaccine that is a legitimate vaccine. And then all of a sudden, the breakthrough that came and apparently in October, we heard about it after the election, that we had something with this great uh, effective rate. And all we find out now is that it had a, you know, you know what the 95% rate was about? 95% rate that your body responded to it. It didn't mean it was doing anything good for you. You just, 95% of the people had, quote, a response. Right. Good or bad. Yeah, good or bad, but there was a response, and that was effective. That means that your body recognized this, and it was beginning to manufacture the antigens or whatever to fight something in the future and making antibodies. I mean, this this is what they're saying is mm. what it means to be effective. But it may not stop the virus. It will not stop the spread. It might reduce your symptoms. It might do nothing at all, or it might yep. even kill you. Yep, and uh, yep, see, this whole thing has a very nefarious feel to it like something dark is happening and you see it when you see all the lies and then the censorship on top of it and then you Mm -hmm. see all of a sudden you know we're not going to make this mandatory but if you don't get it you can't do anything in life anymore you know when these things start coming out you sit there and you say okay why do they want me to take this thing so bad why are they you know people aren't dropping dead in the street around me like it's the black Mm -hmm. plague so what is going on it has a 99 percent survival rate for anybody who gets it right companies themselves have come out and said it might be better just to get the sickness and get over it you got it than to take this this shot uh because we don't know what the shot's going to do to you people are going to have als Mm -hmm. people are going to have um all sorts of horrendous diseases from it. They, they've even shown those occur. And as you said, those ferrets, those tests, they've had mRNAs mm-hmm. for a decade. Exactly. But, the, but in that decade, they have tried and tried and tried to get FDA approval, and they have been denied every single time. Because it's too because dangerous. It's too dangerous, and the animals die. Horrible things end up happening. But the, the idea of a synthetic, you know, mRNA in there and chimeric proteins, and they're excited about the science, right? So now you get an emergency use, which means, hey, you are guinea pigs. We get to experiment with our stuff and not exactly. get in trouble for it. And they're calling it a vaccine, which is a lie, and they're giving it to people. There's that one show where Gates was on there saying we went to Africa and we were just sticking these little kids and shooting synthetic stuff up in their arms like mm-hmm. he was happy about it Yeah, our bodies have never had that before no. Wikipedia itself unless they scrubbed it Wikipedia itself will tell you mRNAs have never been tried on humans before that's never, right that's right ever. And, and, and that you can find at multiple sources long before the coronavirus. We're doing it by the millions now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's good scientists. And we're going to have, My what, 100 million of these injections in how many more weeks? Right. Literally, so, we're weeks away from over 100 million people being, quote, inoculated against their own good health. 
That's yep. my opinion. We have to take a quick break. We're going to pick up this discussion about the the vaccine and and instead of getting into the simple reasons why I wouldn't trust it, I've got a lot of you that write letters and and you share your reasons why you don't trust it. And and everybody seems to have a similar chord that they strike. This is unproven. We're getting into an area of unknown and nobody knows what the long-term result is going to be. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The lesson of the two pockets. Shalom Lechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now the story is told of a man who had two pockets. In one pocket is a hole that he never repaired. And the other pocket is no hole. And if any hole starts developing, it's sewn up immediately. Now, throughout the day, the man fills his pockets. Whenever he hears a negative thing, gossip, cutting remarks, insults, worries, angers, frustrations, bitterness, and impure things, he he puts it in the pocket with a hole. But everything he hears that's good and pure and uplifting and gentle and true and excellent and godly and wonderful, he puts in the pocket without the hole. Every evening, he empties out his pockets. He reaches into the pocket without the hole and takes out everything it contains, all the good and wonderful blessings of life. Then he reaches into the pocket with a hole and he finds it's empty. So he rejoices that there is nothing bad or evil or impure or heavy to dwell on. So at the end of the day, all he's got is blessings and good things. You see, too many of us are exactly the opposite. We put our blessings in the pocket with holes. We don't hold on to them. We don't treasure them. We don't keep them. We don't keep dwelling on the blessings. But we put all our negative things, our problems and frustrations and worries in pockets with no holes. We store up our problems. We dwell on our frustrations. We remember what people did to us. And so at the end of the day, we empty out our pockets and we find we've got all sorts of problems and no blessings. Learn to let go of the bad and learn to hold fast to the good. And at the end of the day, and at the end of your life, you'll find yourself with no evil, no worries, no problems, just a pocket full of blessings. Now, how'd you like to receive another pocket full of blessings, daily meditations and teachings with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus to give you victory for every day of your week and updates on Israel, world events and prophecy and a free subscription to the Sapphires and the incredible The Mystery of the Temple Doors all free. You'll be so blessed. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus's Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's all you do. It's so easy. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be blessed, but call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. Just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, and the zip 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our program today, Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. 
quickly, I want to thank a number of people who have been sending me some wonderful letters and, and also supporting this program to keep it on shortwave. I'm amazed at where people listen from states like Indiana to Vermont to Minnesota to Virginia to Georgia to Texas. I mean, I know I'm leaving a lot of places out, but there are a lot of people listening and they listen on shortwave. So it means the world that you let me know because it helps helps me as I make the plans each and every month where to continue or not. If you're listening on WRMI, let me know the, you know, the, the frequency and the time of day. And the same if you're listening to KVOH, of course, there it's just the one airing that 11 p.m. Eastern on 9975 kilohertz, beginning to hear from more people each and every day from there. So if you like what you're hearing, visit our website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com, and I'll give a mailing address, address toward the end of the program today. My guest today, the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales. We talked in the first first segment of the program about the, uh, quote, the elixir they're, they're jabbing into the arms. I'm not going to call it a vaccine because by any legal definition, it is not a true vaccine, period. No matter what the newspapers or CNN is trying to tell you, it really isn't a vaccine in the truest sense. And the thing that concerns me the most is that we have never had the time to run the normal level of experimentation and testing to determine its effectiveness and its side effects and its long-term effects. I mean, people now are only coming into their second month of being injected. And many fear, many fear, and they legitimately should because of what we do know about a, a, an, R, an, M, an mRNA type vaccine, or they call it a vaccine gene therapy, we have no long-term studies to know what'll happen, except things from the past where the animals that were part of the experiment didn't fare that well. I welcome Dr. Gales back. And looking at what we've been through this past year, and you realize that we're celebrating now one year of 15 days to flatten the curve. Did you know that? <laughs> no. I, we are now in the first anniversary of our 15 days. Oh, yeah. This is great. Yeah. Uh, really encouraging. How effective has the, has the 15, how effective were the uh, 365 days to flatten the curve? Right. You know, it, and it's funny because they keep doing the lockdowns. And I think in the, one of the mm. first shows or two I did with you, I talked about the Rockefeller document called Lockstep and how they were going to do these periodic lockdowns as they tiptoe toward totalitarianism right. or a top-down authoritarianism. I call it totalitarianism. It is. Uh, so it is. So this is this is what they're doing. And I just read a piece in the paper that said they're now talking about lockdowns for climate. Not virus, for climate. Climate. As so in now, climate change. Yes, because they saw when they locked down, they saw, well, the f smog cleared up. People mm. weren't driving much. Mm -hmm. We saw. In so China. now they're going to lock down for everything. Trust me. They're going to lock down for everything. Climate, viruses, you name it. You're under house arrest when they deem necessary. Right. Uh, in the meantime, they're talking about 
you know, more and more testing of various types for us. And one of the big things they're putting in, we spoke about before, is the GLASS Global Antimicrobial right. Resistance Surveillance System. Mm, exactly. Not every nation has it. The WHO, World Health Organization, came out with it in 2015. They have a lot of nations participating right now, and it is a system that will be in the satellites. You know who's in concert with it mm -hmm. would be Elon Musk and Star Starlink. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's going to put up, what, 40,000 satellites? Supposedly. To go over the so he and they're launching thousands of them as we speak. So what these are going to do is they're going to be able to survey microbial resistance surveillance, right? They're going to be able to uh, uh, survey people and viruses and bacteria, things like that. Now, how do you do that? I mean, is it just a simple taking pictures of people down on the earth? No, it's going to be through the nanotechnology and this new nanotechnology that they are uploading into you. Moderna calls it a software upload on their very own site. They're uploading it into, and what they have is, we talked about quantum dot tattoos. Quantum dots are in these injections. They're, they're luminescent dots that are used to, to be uh, biometric sensors within you. So these uh, satellites can pick up on you because each person has a DNA will be encoded so it'll be unique and they'll be able to know who you are. They'll be able to know the area where people are, where they're getting infected, right? And then you told us once that Gates said he had these rapid response teams of doctors right. that he'll, he'll immediately send there in order to stop these viruses from spreading. Now, does any of that bother you? It certainly bothers me. Yeah, and well, you know, I may disagree on some of the technology aspects. You know, even a low orbit satellite can only pick up so much. Uh, you'll mm -hmm. you'll need to have a directed antenna from that person. That's going to be yeah. the issue. How are, it's not going to it's not quite that easy. But there there are times that I think that the greatest enemy we're going to have, and I've thought about this from a technical standpoint. There's got to be something between you and the satellite to pick up you. The biosensors. And, and that would be probably something like your phone or something your in a store. So, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be something local uh, that, yes. you know, because, you know, you, 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 it's not going to be able to penetrate that far even to hundreds of miles up where these satellites will orbit um, it, it, above the Earth's atmosphere because it can't be in the atmosphere. Right, so we it'll have be to, through you, you like the biosensors in you to your phone to to the satellite, it, it, to the cloud to the satellite. Right, I mean ultimately that's that's the chain blockchain as they're going to call it. Mm -hmm. So uh, just mm -hmm. so we can clarify the technology out there, it's not so much that there's a nanobot that can talk directly to a satellite, but there's going to be <laughs> something. There's going to be something that you're going to want to have. And it and and you know, five G in and of itself has nothing to do with it. All it does it make it just makes data move faster. That's all it does. And when you start having a lot of people with more things to be, good friend of mine wrote an excellent letter to me, and this guy is one of those engineering types that really understands from years of experience. He sees the greatest danger of five G. It's like any high-speed internet. Doesn't make any difference whether it comes from Comcast, Charter, or you name you name your poison. Um, it just means we're going to be more inclined to connect to the Internet of Things. 
the Internet of Things. Now, how many people have heard of the these devices that you wear to monitor your health? Think about that. You've seen those like specially made watches that will monitor your health. They they will they, they'll keep track of your pulse and they'll keep track of everything about you and warn you if you might be having a heart attack. These are the kind of things that people will want for their own protection that will be their own undoing, in my opinion. I think there lies the danger. It's not that someone said, you must comply and and have this device. No, we're going to willingly want that device and not realizing what else it's picking up. Young people today give up their data all day long and never think twice about it. Mm -hmm. Conditioning. They do. Well, isn't that what Huxley said in Brave New World? You're gonna, we're going to give them all these things, and they're going to love their servitude. We're going to give them all the technology to play with, you know. Oh, that, um, and, and even even video the games, they're addictive, yes. they're dangerous, and they, they they ruin families and lives. Right. I mean, even the five G is what they're experimenting with now, as of last year. Um, I, I have a paper here from the journal Biological Regulators and Homeostatic Agents. And the, the paper here talks about 5G technology and induction of coronavirus in skin cells. And they're talking about using waves, okay, um, from 5G, uh, 5G millimeter waves are good candidates for applying in constructing virus-like structures such as coronaviruses within mm-hmm. the cells of people. So they're playing with these things. I, You know, can things be good with it? Yeah, but I worry when I see all of these things in, uh, packaged together mm-hmm. because where is human freedom? Where is any of this? We're going to be tracked traced, watched, and anything you do recorded. They're going to take specimen types from you is what the glass system is Mm -hmm. talking about. And, you know, today we get the swabs, nasal swabs. We've laughed and talked about the anal swabs right in China. And, And it says in the glass system from a paper from the World Health Organization itself, it says the four specimen types they will take from the from individuals is blood, urine, stool and genital swabs Mm -hmm. nowhere does it say nasal swabs anymore (laughs) i I, I gotta tell you you, i started laughing when i read this yeah and as if i'm not mistaken and this is uh, that china if you want to go visit china i don't know who would want to do that but if you want to go and you're not a diplomat going to china uh you have to be tested for the coronavirus and they're not swabbing your nose anymore no, they're training them how to swab your your bottom end. You know your bum. Yes. So, you know, and this I think is more. I feel personally, my own opinion is it's more of a humiliation ritual. It is. It's a submissive thing. Every mm-hmm. totalitarian government or dictatorship, whether world or national, of one kind or another, they always do this stuff. It is to dehumanize you, to, uh, you know, take away any of your confidence, your courage. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is, is just gone. You become this, this creature of the state that they can do whatever they want with. And once you have these things in you, and by the way, they're all in these, these current shots that you're getting, people are getting. All of these things, the nanoparticles, they're all in there. And that's why, and the synthetic materials, which is why... 
thousands of scientists are against it and they're being censored. They're against it because it's frightening to know what these things could possibly do. And the long-term yeah. effects. I mean, yeah. this this is, look, from, from where I sit, keeping it simple down, you're dealing with an unproven, unproven therapy that's never been done in humankind. And yep. you're assuming it's going to work. And so you need a lot of <laughs> need a lot of test people to do that. Well, you have now how many millions have had the injection? Uh, quite a good number right now on the way to 100 million. Now, yep. how will all of these 100 million be doing in two years or three years? That's my question. We don't know. We do not know the long-term effects of this particular therapy. I think one of the one of the articles that I read, and this is from a medical doctor, and I've seen this shared by several who are, I don't want to use the word thoroughly questioning, but they're thoroughly questioning the, how these things work. Their concern is, okay, let's assume, that, that, that let's assume some good things about this treatment. Let's assume that for whatever reason, this thing works on the known strain of COVID-19 or the, whatever it is, the coronavirus that causes COVID-19. But what, what about what about the uh, mutant variants out there? How will the body respond? Could it go into a chiostorm and, and you'd be dead anyway? That's a legitimate question that many doctors are asking. Will this therapy cause you to react differently to a virus in the wild and that's the concern we that's what we do not know as of yet well right and the experiments that they did on ferrets showed that when the after they vaccinated them they built up immunities they were good for a little while and when they were exposed to a wild virus they died Mm -hmm. simple as that um and that's the fear because okay let's say that that happens god forbid and people are getting the vaccine now by fall Mm -hmm. when illnesses come you could see millions die dr judy mikovitz that's my concern that is exactly my concern because of the unknown no test no data no data yep nothing to back it up no experience with any of this Mm -hmm. except bad experience well, that's Dr. Mikovits. You're the same as her. She said her concern is that we could see plausibly up to 40 million people die. Right. And Unbelievable. And, and see, now let's go back to remind me of the name of that. What, you may have forgotten it by now, too. This organization that does data and research and makes predictions going forward. Uh, things to expect in in various nations over the next one to five or ten years, and the Deagle report, and they're yep. predicting a an incredible drop in the U.S. population out of nowhere. Yeah, they never explained it, but by twenty twenty five, four years from now, mm-hmm. they they put two thirds of the American population gone. They actually said America's population, instead of 330 million, will be 100 million. I know. That is scary. And and once again, th- this organization has been around for a while. It's not. It didn't just invent itself during the middle of the coronavirus. It's been around a while. And their numbers have generally been very credible. So what do they know? What are they guessing? What are they hypothesizing that we don't know? 
Right. When people pressured them, somebody said, well, we were just thinking maybe because of what could happen with a pandemic around the world. Or global but warming. Interesting, yeah. But interestingly, yeah, in four years. But interestingly enough, there were nations, some nations had no reduction That's in right. people, really. It was mostly Western nations, which, you know, China doesn't like, and I'm not pointing the finger, but, you know, there are places that don't like us in the West and want to destroy the Western nations exactly. in the Western world. And it looks like they're hoping and, you know, it's going to happen with the Deagle Report. But the Deagle Report is a credible, credible group that many companies and uh, statisticians use um, to look at the the statistics for various things, and not when, only global income, but population as well. When you're looking at a situation where a reputable statistician corporation is saying there's a really high probability that two-thirds of the American people are not going to be with us in four years, it, it doesn't mean that all of us baby boomers are now 95 and we're all going to die at the same time. There's something going on that is beyond the pale. Why? And what could that be? Let's look at the environment. Outside, I, 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 outside of war, right. uh, what else could take out that many people? Uh, could, could it be a vaccine that everybody's being made to take that as, is experimental? Mm -hmm. I don't and now we're going to find out the 100 million that didn't take it. Right. Right. Call me a conspiracy theorist. I don't know. I Well... But, you know, those. It doesn't surprise me when I read this stuff. You know, they're just—they're not saying the why. They're just basing it upon there's something going on. Now, yeah. number one, I'll just come out and say it: we have an administration in power, or a party in power in the United States government, whose best interest, your best interests, are not their concern. Let's let's be upfront about that. Uh, I'm not saying the other was always holy, wonderful, and righteous, but I am telling you that this group coming in, um, I don't trust them. I, I just do not trust them. Uh, they want to fundamentally change America by removing genders and and doing all this weird stuff to that's that, that really is the reprobate mind in action. I mean, I talked about it earlier this week on the program. What is a reprobate mind? It is one that does things that are unseeming, that are, that are just evil and in nature, and illogical. And I'm seeing a lot of illogical behavior coming out of our government these days, and they're trying to tell us, don't look at the man behind the curtain, which is Biden, who's having a hard day, or maybe taking a nap. I don't know. <laughs> Probably both. I mean, this look. We're, this is what we're dealing with today. We're dealing with such a confusion that people don't know what to do. And that's why so many are running off and taking this shot because they're they're confused. They're scared. The 24-7 propaganda on the mm -hmm. news TV ha puts them in fear. And it is Absolutely. fear that causes them to do it. Uh, and they're, they're trusting. And that's what gets me angry, a kind of a righteous anger in the sense that I look at people who really are trusting the medical establishment. And the medical establishment, many of, many of them are good people. They, they're just taking orders, right, and, and doing what they think is a good thing. Exactly. But those in the know, like the Fauci's of the world, and they, they know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. And they, they have been corrupt since day one, and they're, they're, they're responsible. 
and they could be responsible for millions of deaths, which would be absolutely horrifying, but they could be. So we're looking at people confused, making decisions based off fear, and that is never a good place for society or for any individual. God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's right. But, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Not a mind blown to and fro by every wind of doctrine, every Amen. every news article or media outlash about, you know, new cases. No. Mm -hmm. He's giving us a sound mind. And I think the best thing we can do is encourage people to sit with Christ, to sit, as David said, under the shade of his right hand. Timothy, I want to thank you for taking time to be in the program today. Let's come back and finish our discussion on these topics tomorrow. I want to thank those that do listen to Truth to Ponder each and every day. I am surprised how the podcast is growing. Currently, I am uh, running the podcast on a place called Anchor, which brings it out to a number of platforms you, you may be using, also sending it out via Spreaker. And I'm debating which one of the two platforms is the best. To be honest, there are more people that are picking it up through, through Anchor. And I'm wondering if the expense of having a second location is worth it. I'm also looking into alternative sites that are not relying on things like Facebook or Twitter or any of the tech tyrants. Had a person send me an email uh, last week and I'm investigating what is called Dan's Gate. And you can find out more at dansgate.com for yourself. Also looking at MeWe and... Uh, and Gab and, and, you know, the other ones that are out there as alternatives, beginning to really do some research to see if these are places that will work for us to stay connected as a community. Also looking at a couple of equipment changes I may want to make in, in how I do the broadcast to make it a little bit easier, uh, the audio quality a bit better. And so I'm praying about that. And uh, we will we may consider upgrading a few things in our little tiny studio, which also will allow something I'm going to be needing in the not too distant future, the ability to take this program portable. Um, there are times we just can't be up here. We have a home in, in, in Florida and one in Georgia, but right now the situation in Florida makes it hard to set up a recording place. So I need to have some portable gear, not much to be sure I can maintain what we've got and take it on the road so something i'm praying about don't worry about it just something i'm dealing with right now if you believe in what we're doing and you have some thoughts comments or suggestions you can visit the website the address coming up in a moment or our mailing address is truth to ponder at 21 berkshire b-e-r-k-s-h-i-r-e -E, 21 berkshire lane number 263 and we are in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. If you decide to help us out financially, you can make your check payable to Ancient Word Radio. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two ponder.com
truth to ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.